welcome to Healthy Perspectives with Jeremiah, a podcast that brings you current social and cultural issues through a clinical lens. Hello, hello. All right, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, thank you for joining us. If you have been a follower for a little while, reach out, let me know. I'd like to know who you are, what you're about, and uh, you know, see where that maybe can take our podcast in the future. I'm going to address something today. I, I think I'm going to start an episode, maybe a weekly episode called You're the Problem. That's right. You are the problem. Why would I say that? Not because I want to put you down. For those of you who know me and have uh, been around long enough to understand where I'm coming from, you know I'm not pointing at you and judging you at all. I am simply saying, if you don't gain perspective, if you don't infuse empathy, you are the problem. And we can't do it perfectly, so we can continue to grow in this. Therapists know this because we are taught and trained on not just about empathy, but how to influence and help others discover a new level of empathy, a healthier version of empathy. And so today, I'm going to do that. I want to work with you today. We're going to do this. This is going to be practical application segment, right? We're, we're going to practice what we suggest needs to be learned. Now, that's going to be a little bit challenging. What I'm going to hopefully do is pick a an audio or a video segment at all of these, and I will play it. So today, I'm going to play something from South Park. If you've been around a little while and you know what South Park is, you're going to probably especially like today. But what we are going to do is we're going to take a look at how come you might be the problem. If you're not taking the time to ask the right questions, you might be the problem. So that's what we're going to do. Let me go ahead and outline this practical application segment. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the outline, which is, uh, we are going to look at this clip. It's maybe, it's less than a minute and a half. It's probably right around a minute. And in this clip, setting the stage for you, it is on conjoined twins, uh, that basically, it's cartoon style. So there is a scene where there's just a bunch of people wearing fetuses, uh, feti, feti, fetus, I don't know how to say it. They, they, there's a fetus attached to their face and, and there's a whole bunch of them. And they're doing this in hopes of celebrating Nurse Gollum. Now, Nurse Gollum is actually a conjoined twin and has a fetus attached to her face. So she is the only one in the community with this uh, disorder, this unique feature, uh, whatever you want to call it. And they all, um, for a week, an entire week, they're celebrating Nurse Gollum's fetus. Well, Nurse Gollum gets called up onto the stage, and we're going to see what's going to happen. Oh, uh, I should preface, there's also a group of the kids uh, that are that have been away for the whole week. They didn't know this was going on. So this is this is brand new to them because they've been off doing a dodgeball tournament. So they didn't even uh, understand at the beginning of this what's going on. And I should preface, uh, South Park can be kind of vulgar. 
And, you know, it really tests the water. It takes you to these weird, strange places. So hang in there. We'll come back and we will empathize with them at the end. Okay. So that's, that's what's going to go down here in just a second. I'm going to go ahead and load that screen and hopefully this all works the first time. And here we go. This year's Conjoined Twin Myslexia Awareness Week draws to a close. I would like to personally thank all of you for your enthusiastic cooperation. Now, let's hear it one more time for our world champion South Park Cows! What the hell is everyone wearing on their heads? And now, let's hear from the woman of the week, the incredible, courageous Nurse Gollum! Dude, it's the freak nurse. Holy crap. Damn it, Kyle. We've been working all week against that kind of behavior. Well, sorry, dude. We weren't here. Thank you, Mayor. I, uh, I, I don't know what to say. This has been quite a week. She's really touched. What I really want to say is, well, this may sound odd coming from a woman with a fetus sticking out of her head, but you're all a bunch of freaks. Holy smokes. I'm pausing it there for a second. I'll bet that is not what you expected. She's she's upset, clearly upset. There must have been some signals missed along the way. And we're going to get at that when we talk about empathy here in a minute. But let's go ahead and finish this up. Uh, freaks with big hearts. And now, don't you realize that the last thing I ever wanted was to be singled out? I just wanted to do my job and live my life like any normal person, but instead you've made everybody focus on my handicap all week long. Look, I don't want to be treated different. I don't want to be treated special or or treated gingerly. I just want to be ridiculed, shouted at, and made fun of like all the rest of you do to each other. And take those stupid things off your heads. There you go. Now you have the rest of this story. This proceeds uh, to move on to a totally different phase of the uh, the cartoon. And they, they start to, some of them start to critique Nurse Gollum thinking, wow, she's rude. Which in turn puts her right where she was hoping to be the whole time. The town is accepting her. They're they, you know, you had that one kid in there who's like, oh, it's a freak. That's probably the most comforting statement anybody in the crowd was making at Nurse Gollum. Why? Because in that town, they're all kind of a little bit, I don't know, mean. Now, I'm not suggesting you go around being mean, but put it in perspective. If normally people would be unkind about a particular behavior, But for you, they treat you like you walk on the water when you present that particular behavior. It creates a confusing message. Do you love me or do you not? And I love that part where the lady goes, "Uh, with big hearts, you're freaks with big hearts. Yay. Uh, Right? No, you're, you're just not being thoughtful. Empathy. When we put empathy into this story. What we see pretty quickly is that nobody knew what Nurse Gollum wanted. They didn't even stop to ask. So instead, they assumed, and we do this quite often, let's be real. They assumed they knew instead of being curious and asking questions and actually empathizing with the individual, 
what they did was they assumed they knew that she felt left out and therefore we've got to make her feel included. Now, you all want to be included. And those of you sitting there saying you don't, you're lying to yourself and probably to others. You do. Being part of a group of uh, a a friendship group or a, a community group or something is very important to all of us. Love is a need, not a want. That being said, I'm going to set that aside for a moment. And I'm going to say that when you assume you know, you are at risk of sympathy. Now, sympathy is what we saw in here. We saw this opportunity for everybody to join together and put their feelings, their projected feelings, what they assumed Nurse Gollum wanted, which is their own crap. They projected their own crap onto Nurse Gollum. And they thought, oh, yeah, well, we know what to do with this emotion that I am having, which has nothing to do with Nurse Gollum at all. Matter of fact, in that situation, they take away Nurse Gollum's emotions altogether. They are not paying attention to her. They are being selfish and paying attention to themselves. And that's a problem. Now, this plays out in our culture here today. You're doing it. Others are doing it. We have this huge cultural push right now for cultural uniqueness, individual uniqueness. We've got to be unique, unique, unique. You know, you got to keep it weird. You got whatever it is. But here's the deal. The more unique you try to be, the more you are going to highlight the unnecessary things. It's okay. I'm telling you right now, it is okay. If you have ordinary skills, ordinary, meaning you have good work ethic, which I don't know, maybe right now that doesn't seem so ordinary, but it is an ordinary skill. It's a choice that people make. And those are valuable. Matter of fact, oftentimes the way to fit into the group and get that sense of belonging that you need, it's not the extraordinary features about you. It's the ordinary features about you that show up routinely. Now, this particular video shows a fetus on the face. You don't have to have a fetus on your face. You just don't. You don't have to be a certain uh, race, ethnicity. You don't have to be a certain gender. You don't have to look at all of that uniqueness about you. Stop emphasizing that. That isn't the belonging part. We don't belong as a result of our uniqueness. We belong because we are similar oftentimes. So one of the things that I like to do, I like to highlight food. I'm kind of a foodie. I like, I like to eat different things and you know, I'm pretty adventurous when it comes to food. And here's the reason I highlight that. I don't care what your past has been. There is a very good chance that you and I could enjoy a dish of food together that we both like the same food. Now it may be, you know, something from your cultural heritage, but I'd probably like it. I'm not, I'm not kidding. There's, there's a lot of things that I don't like that I don't really want to partake in, but most of the things that I have tried, I've enjoyed all right. And some 
a lot. We could find a dish that we have in common. I can almost guarantee we could find a dish that we have in common. And when we sit down and we do something like that, we find those things that we can connect with. That's helpful. That's why things like uh, race have been a factor because people think, not necessarily rightfully think this, but they think they're connected because of a color when that may in fact have very little connection at all. That does happen, right? That's like saying all, all the black people are all the same. No, they're not. All white people are all the same. No, they're not. All brown people are all the, no, it's just not reality. So don't assume based off of one unique aspect of a person that they are all good or all bad. That's a terrible methodology. Why would we fight somebody else's fight? You're like, "Mm." okay, so this nurse had this fetus on her face. Why did all that town come together to highlight it? To try to rescue her from the feeling of being fetus face. I know that sounds super weird when we say it, but you get the point. Why do we feel like we have to rescue somebody who's going through a gender identity issue? You don't. Most of the time, when you go to rescue, it's your own crap getting in the way. Most people don't actually need to be rescued. Now, there are exceptions, but they are rare. They are more rare than you probably believe. The exceptions would be something like, I don't know, a child who is being abused, right? They cannot protect themselves and they do need somebody to come in and help, right? But what if you you have a bully at school? Do you need somebody to come in and help? Most likely what you actually need is some help that comes in the form of teaching you how to help yourself. Because if you don't know how to overcome that, that's a skill you're going to need. Now, preferably get rid of the bully altogether, but that doesn't happen. You get rid of a bully, another bully forms, and so it goes. So the best move is not to rescue them from the bully, but teach them to rescue themselves. Teach them to fish so that they can catch their own fish. Right? All right. So the next thing that comes up is the types of belonging. You may want to belong so badly because you want depth of relationship. And some, they don't want depth. They just want more. They want 15, 20, 50 friends, but they don't want depth of the relationship. Are those okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. Nurse Gollum was a great example of that. She just wanted to be one of the group She didn't want some special treatment. She didn't want to be known at a level 10. She wanted to be known at a level three and four because in that community, that's what was normal. 
That was normal. That's what she just wanted to be one of the group. Now, did she know? Of course, she knew she had a fetus on her face. Come on. But she just didn't want that to make her so unique that she couldn't be part of the group. The same is true for you. Belonging, that sense of, of being part of is a need, not a want. But how it looks can be different. Don't assume you know how somebody wants to belong. Ask the question. Then at the end, you also saw, or actually throughout the video, you saw that a bunch of the people in the crowd, they put a fetus on their face too. Why would you take away somebody's uniqueness by making it your own? This hits home today, right here, right now. This hits home hard. Why? Because how many people do you encounter that are trying so hard to find something unique that they can make their own? I think there is a very good possibility that this is a big part of the gender movement. It is a big part of the social, emotional learning stuff that's going on because People are being told, you're unique, you're unique. And yes, you are. Authentically as yourself, you are unique. But when you try hard to be unique, what you do is you find those things, those little things that others may not enjoy, like, want. And you say, I'm going to be those because if I'm those, well, then I'm unique. Um, Wrong. I know I hate to, I hate to do this to you, but that's wrong. That is not what makes you unique. Finding hard things that doesn't make you unique. Suicidal ideation. Yeah, I'm suicide. No, that's not to be celebrated. That's a tough situation for some people. Don't fake it. That's silly. Now I do encounter people who are suicidal. And that is one of the very few times where I have to go into that rescue mode. And I do it as a last resort as a therapist. I do not want to do it unless I have to. And that's because the moment I take their autonomy from them, I disempower them. They start to, or they are reaffirmed with the belief that they cannot do it without somebody else. Now, I know this is a confusing message. I'm talking about belonging and then I'm talking about, but you can do it on your own. No, you can do it with support, but you can do it. See the difference? You can do it with support. You don't need somebody to do it for you as your support. You can do it with support. That's the belonging part. Anything anything other than that, and you end up in a pretty dysfunctional relationship. Hey, there's words we use in the, their therapy environment like codependent. There's There's others, but like, let's move to the next question I have for you. When's the last time you asked, if you're defending a group of people, the deaf, the blind, the uh, the mentally ill, the the physically handicapped. If you're defending them, when's the last time you asked if they want you to? 
I hope you are asking routinely because at first they may say yes and then discover they don't actually want you to anymore and they should be able to tell you no, but they might not want to hurt your feelings because see, it goes the other way too. When's the last time you asked? Or did you just assume like they did with Nurse Gollum? How do I know when I need to protect somebody? How do I know? Do I know? No, I can't know unless I ask. And if they don't need protection and I protect them, I harm them, potentially. At best, I don't help them. So as you're going through your day, please ask yourself, am I asking the right questions? Am I helping where I am actually needed? Because if I'm not actually needed, if they say, hey, I need help with A and B, and I help with A, B, and C thinking I'm doing a nice thing, I might actually be getting in their way, preventing them from gaining the strength that they need. And that's a problem. If this message today was helpful when it comes to empathizing and understanding different perspectives, do me a favor, let other folks know. Tell them I'm here, send them the link, do that kind of stuff. Subscribe, like this stuff, join my podcast, automatic download it. Like these things help so that I can stay on here and do this stuff and try with everything in me to help people who need help. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Take a look at the details of our podcast for links to our website and other helpful information.